Praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Amanda Matthews. It's always a pleasure to bring you hope, motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. Faith is the substance of all things hoped for and evidence of the things unseen. That can be found in the book of Hebrews 11.1. 1. If you are believing God for a breakthrough, continue to have faith. Hope is believing in the things that have not yet manifested. It is trusting God for those things that you have need. It is having faith in telling that mountain to move. Hope is relieving God for the unseen things, yet you know that the blessing is coming. You can see the vision and you have written it down. You have spoken the words and the words are in your mouth, your heart, and your spirit. You have declared in Jesus' name that all things are possible through the Lord Jesus Christ. You have prepared yourself for the blessing. Well, my friends, the scripture says if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. One of my favorite scriptures is found in the book of John 20:27. It says, stop doubting and believe. There's a scripture that says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. By the supernatural power of God's blessing, things are coming your way. Keep your mind steadfast and stay focused on Jesus. Trust, declare, confess, speak, and believe in what you have need of or what you want God to do for you. John 20, 29, he says, Because you have seen me and have, you have believed, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I have one daily declaration and confession. I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart, body, mind, and soul. And because of that love, I declare that all things are possible through God. I believe in what he has promised me. For those of you who just want to hear that again, faith is the substance of all things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Hebrews 11.1 1. If you are hoping and believing in the things that have not yet manifested, you are trusting God for all your needs. I mean everything that you have need of. You could have the worst case disease and you could still trust and hope in God that he could turn that situation around. Having faith is telling that mountain to move. And it is believing for all the things that have not yet manifested that you've been hoping and praying for daily. And yet it has not showed up, but you know that it is coming. You have that vision even when others don't believe in that vision, you know that that vision is possible. You've spoken the, word, spoken the words, you speak those words daily. You, you believe in those words in your heart. You have them in your mind and you have them and you're believing in your spirit for this every day. You have declared it in Jesus' name that all things are possible through the Lord Jesus Christ. You have prepared yourself for that blessing to come. It's only by the supernatural power of God's blessings that things are coming your way. One thing that I do know is that God can have control of everything in your life. All hell could be breaking loose around you. And you can still have that that peace and knowing that God will do what he says he will do. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, 
it is written, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. With the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. As part of my life as a believer, I am required to have faith. It would be a total contradiction to have faith and doubt that the word will deliver me from whatever may stand in the way. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and rewards those that earnestly seek Him. The heart and mind of the believer must be focused on the Word of God. It is through His Word that we will find what we are seeking. The believer is perceived to be the recipient of rewards by the amount of faith that an individual has. In the book of Galatians, 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Abraham was a man of faith. He believed and he trusted in the Lord. As believers, we aren't any different from Abraham, are we? Matthew 2021 says, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to this fig tree, but you say to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and it will be done. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? God is able to do that, all that he says. There are no barriers of God's love or his promises. God is not like man that he shall lie. It is only doubt that can destroy the center of our faith. What happens when we have doubt? In the book of 9.23, Jesus said, Everything is possible for him who believes. Faith can carry you through any situation. Doubt can be the enemy to getting your prayers answered. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will keep your path straight. In the book of John 20, 27 through 29, Jesus told Thomas, Stop doubting and believe. He said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. I know the Lord is a deliverer. I know that the Lord can make a way. I know that he is able and will do what you have been praying about. All we need to do is have faith and believe that He is able to deliver. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. I am placing all my trust in God. I believe that He will see me through any situation or circumstance. I know that God is able. I know that He can deliver. I know that He can do what He does. I know that He is able to overcome anything. Why? Because he is God. We can trust in him without a doubt. We know that whatever we're believing him for, we can be confident that he is capable of handling even the worst of life situations. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, Father. We have you to trust, Lord. Oh, God, is there nothing too hard for you? We praise you, Lord, and we have mercy, God. We know that you are able, God, to conquer any situation. We don't have a doubt, Lord, that you are able to deliver us out of any situation. 
any incurable disease, any trauma, any trouble, any pain, God. Even, Father, if we pray about a thing and nothing comes to pass, God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. But, Lord, we believe in you. You blessed Abraham and Sarah to get pregnant in their old age. You delivered Daniel out of the lion's den. You allowed Noah and his family to live, Father, when you destroyed everything during the flood. What makes this time different from that one, Lord? We're still your people. We praise you, God. Oh, we believe in Jesus so much, God. Thank you, Lord. God, you are deliverer. We will keep hope and trust in you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for opening up the hearts of men and women and even children. Lord, even when we stand in need right now, we stand in the gap for those, Father, who are too fearful to speak. In the events of the mass shootings and with all of the hate that is stirring, God, we still have faith that you could change the situation. God, there are people calling and waiting for an answer. They are waiting for an answer, Lord. They are waiting on you, Father. Their hearts are waiting to receive you. Our mercy, God, Jesus. Oh, Father, we pray in your holy name, God. We know that you're a deliverer. Oh, Lord, we know, God. Oh, God, we know by your power. We know that only your love can conquer hate, God. You have people so fearful to even step out of their doors, God. People afraid to go to stores now. But God, all of our hope is in you, Father. We have faith that you will turn it around. If there be any that has not accepted Christ, I pray, God, that you will let Jesus in because he's knocking at the doors of your heart. One thing here at Virtuosity Ministries that I hope to accomplish is that this is a ministry of love and healing. And my prayer is that everyone can find love and healing. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen. My name is Evangelist Amanda Matthews. I have a guest speaker. I would like to welcome Emmanuel Barbie to Strive to Aspire Ministries. He is going to talk to us about racism. So here's Emmanuel Barbie. Uh, thank you for letting me be on your show. You're welcome. Uh, well, tonight I uh, wanted to touch on, um, you know, like what's currently going on right now with all these mass shootings taking place and um, I, I really feel that um, racism in America is really coming uh, at its uh, head you know we've been dealing with this uh, issue with um, racism in America I would say for uh, 400 years especially uh, African Americans and so um, you know, it just really needs to um, be addressed, and we have to deal with institutionalized racism. Yes. And 
Yes, and um, white supremacy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to kind of talk about tonight. Okay, well, the floor is yours. This is a teaching uh, podcast. This is a part where I'm allowing guests to teach or give a sermon or give their perspective on certain topics. And for our case tonight, it's racism. So whatever your perspective is, you have the floor to say what you want to. Yes, so uh, as it pertains to uh, racism, I want to just be specific and talk about institutionalized racism because that's that's a real big problem here um, in America, and I want to relate to it as as it pertains to you know uh, Christianity because um, everybody is affected by by this uh, institutionalized racism and white supremacy, and uh, I believe that. Um, you know, the government is spending a lot of uh, resources on fighting um, international terrorists, but yet, you know, we have domestic terrorists as well as urban terrorists here in our um, country that's doing a lot of harm to um, to the public in general. Okay. And so uh, I feel that um, we as Christians, you know, we should... Um, be at the forefront of this, you know, rather than letting uh, secular um, politic or career politicians just, you know, keep voting for those same people uh, in office that's, you know, just really, you know, not there to do the people's work, but just there just to um, fill a seat. And that's not right. I believe Christians ought to get involved in um, government. Um, I-, I would say, yes, get be part of the government. And being part of the uh, this decision making rather than trying to be separate, you know, that's why, you know, uh, things are, you know, getting kind of worse here in, in our country. Okay. What do you think? I would say so. Um, I feel that if Christians would come to the forefront, maybe things would get a little bit better. Uh, for some reason, the church is not as involved with things dealing with racism, but kind of sweep it under the rug. So I think that would be a good idea if more Christians would get into politics. Maybe some things will change. And that's how come I, you know, uh, trying to uh, start um, a black Christian business. Mm-hmm. So that way we can move from behind, you know, the, just the four walls of the church. Right. Yes, we're going to... Um, practice you know our faith you know um in the christian business but also we want to make a uh, a real impact in the community right so that way we're, we can uh, meet the need of the community address social issues such as um institutionalized racism and white supremacy and other and you know social issues as well but we want to definitely you know try to address those issues and solve those issues one community one city at a time that's that's what i'm that's my um goal and what i'm trying to do here in the city of chicago okay because yes because right now chicago is considered quote unquote the murder capital in america in terms of the lot of deaths that's taking place and a lot of those 
deaths are really preventable and it's, you know, it's senseless violence, but it's taking place predominantly on the west and south side of Chicago, which is predominantly the black uh, community. Okay. Will Gracam be working with other organizations or will you be a standalone organization in the community? Well, it's, it's going to be called Gracam because, you know, right now it's only Gracam because it's online. But okay. once I have, you know, my uh, management team in place and we have that physical building, then it's going to be Gracam, the Grassroots Community Activist Institute okay. of Chicago. And we're willing to work with other organizations that uh, I would say uh, that have the similar similar uh, goals and objectives that we have. But we want to make sure that um, our priorities and stuff is not uh, like overtaken. You know, if I'm working with partner with um, an organization that's might might not be. Uh, too friendly towards you know the black agenda because we want to push a black economic agenda okay the reason why those uh, places are the reason why there's so much crime and and dysfunction that's taking place in our inner cities is because there's a lack of investment so through this uh, Christian uh, business that I'm trying to start we are going to invest in the community as well as invest in uh, you know the people that's in the community okay. okay through our programs and services and we're also going to have our own independent political party which is going to focus on you know solving a lot of these uh social problems uh within the community and hopefully within the general public as well but we want to take care of quote unquote home first yes Okay. As far as uh, institutionalized um, racism, how, what can we do, what do you think we could do as a people to kind of make some changes with institutionalized racism? Well, the main thing that we need to do is we need to uh, start our own independent political party that's what I want to do through Gurkai and for us to um, as a community you know we're going to push to get our laws on the books and that would be called um, community rights and we want to because black uh, African Americans are only 12% of the population so you know we have to reach out to other groups as well yes that's just how it is you know yes definitely but um we want to connect with other like-minded people that's, um, I would say, on the same page as us. Yeah. We want to be able, the main thing about institutionalized racism is that we have to uh, tackle this white supremacy. You know, um, there's a lot of white uh, militia organizations out here that has guns and all those things and ammunition. Yeah. But when... You know, like, for example, when the Black Panthers, when they tried to have guns and stuff and all they were focusing on was the, trying to improve the community and they were fighting against um, police brutality, then the FBI stepped in and crushed them. And so, you, you know, think... that's a double standard. You see what I'm saying? Yes. 
Why do you think that there's a differentiation, and how can we stop white supremacy? I mean, our president has been proven to be racial, so as a people, what can we do? Well, we have to connect with, I would say, um, our non-black sympathizers. Those are people that's coming from the white community as well as from the Hispanic or Latino community, the Asian community, and all, you know, other communities as well. But we just have to connect with other like-minded people first and foremost. Otherwise, um, things are going to continue the way it is and people are just going to be pointing fingers, but nobody really wants to deal with the hard, dirty work, and that is to clean up this mess. Right. So, um, yeah, we want to not just talk about this stuff. We want to push it, push it so that way it can um, have a referendum on it, you know, get it on the ballot box, you know, um, again, you know, trying to make it, you know, illegal for, you know, a lot of these, um, I would say those white militia, uh, organizations that's out here that's producing hate. But that's a fact, though, that they said the president will not go after people like that. Not only um, uh, President Trump, not only him, but, all, you know, this is what America was built on. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And this is what I usually talk about on my own show uh, called Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. Yes. Um, I usually talk a lot about these type of issues. You know, black people have been bringing up this this issue over and over again, but yet, you know, it still keep happening. You know, we keep seeing a double standard in the law. Yes. So if if America wants to truly be um, the quote-unquote model of the world, then, you know, it got to practice what it preaches. Yes. Now, I I don't want to sound, you know... um, I'm like a self-defeating pers- person and stuff, but I am trying to be realistic about all this stuff. Okay. Um, it is, it's going to be hard to really change that stuff. And I, I have to be honest, I really don't believe that uh, America in general wants to change, you know, white supremacy, because that means that, you know, white people have to give up their privilege. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's going to take so, more than uh, it's going to take more than voting to change this. Obviously. Yeah. It is. That's how come you know, like I say, uh, you know, in my book and all those things, as well as what I keep talking about on my podcast, you know, uh, African Americans have to, you know, have their. They have to look into this um, African plan. You know, long as we live here in the United States, it's always going to be a double standard. It's always going to be police brutality and institutionalized racism. Yes. Because, you know, we've been fighting against that stuff, you know, for 400 years. And in in the 60s, you know, we thought that things was going to take, was going to change because of the civil rights movement. But yet still... The stuff still exists, what um, our grandparents was fighting against back in the 60s. Yes. 
but he knows. But all I can say is, but that, that's how come I'm saying is that at least if we could just try to focus on one city and one community at a time, I mean, that's that's the best that I can uh, come up with. And, you know, I've been having a hard time get, trying to find brothers and sisters to come on board to work with me because, uh, truth be told, a lot of them are afraid because of what happened to a lot of our other black organizations that stood up in the 60s. A lot of those people got assassinated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. But I think that... So I want to know... Is that, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, please. Um, I, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought, so go ahead, please. I kind of forgot. Oh, when you were speaking in terms of uh, the African plan, I've noticed that there are a lot of black people who don't believe in e-migration. There's a lot of people that don't claim Africa as their ancestral home. So you have a lot of African Americans who are not with the plan to e-migrate from America. So for those that, that have to stay behind, what kind of advice can you offer for those, those people who are willing to stand up and fight for institutionalized racism or try to br bring about a change within America? Well, oh, I hear what you're saying, yes. Well, um, it's really bottom line. God has freed us from um, American slavery. So we have a chance now to get our act together, get our house in order, and, you know, go back to our ancestral homeland. But those that choose to want to stay here, they're going to have to deal with this, and unfortunately, their children have to deal with this unnecessary um, situation. Because if, you, if we're not able to get uh, laws on the books to change, you know, uh, white supremacy and deal with this institutionalized racism then, and police brutality, then, you know, it's going to continue. Okay. But there are a number of people who are stuck. So, you know, you just have people that are not able to e-migrate. Especially the ones on a lower socioeconomic status. You have a lot of people that are poor and they are not able to e-migrate. That's true, too. But that's how come I'm, I'm trying to create this organization so that way we can help those that's not able to just you know, uh, financially wise to up, just up and leave. And also, um, people that, uh, I believe that got like, um, that old money and things like that, maybe child support or, you know, have a lot of debt, you know, they, they're not going to be able to get their passports. So, Absolutely. you know, yes, it's gonna, some of those people, they're just going to have to deal with, you know, what's how it is here in America, you know? Absolutely. But that's how come I'm trying to start this organization in our inner cities to deal with, you know, the, you know, the senseless violence because it's just uh, ridiculous. You know, um, since 2001, over 4,000 people has been killed here in the, in the city of Chicago alone, wow. not including other cities. So, 
you know, that's not cool. And that's how come I've been, I'm so um, determined to get my message out, trying to recruit brave and smart people to be on my management team. So that way I can turn um, all the, my ideas, what I keep talking about into a reality. Absolutely. I can't do everything. I'm just one black man with a plan and a vision. Yes. Yes. So have others reached out to you to help be involved in the movement or are they still staggering to join? Yeah, they still stagnant. It's still stagnant. Okay. Yeah, but there is hope. And that hope is that, um, first of all, if the government, I'm praying to, to my creator, Lord Jesus Christ, that he would um, allow me to get a letter from the IRS stating that they approve my um, my uh, nonprofit as a 501c3 uh, tax-exempt organization, then I can open up... Um, a business account and then with that business account I can solicit angel investors and sponsors for my film project and with my film project I believe that I can reach the masses um, I want to make sure I have quality um, actors that's going to play their roles and um, get my um, my vision on the big screen so that way everybody would know you know what I've been talking about for you know over um, 20 years and the money that I generate from the um, from the film or the proceeds, that would put me in a better position to hire qualified people, you know, because through the film, you know, people know what I've been trying to do. Okay. And it will not just be here in the United States. It would be, you know, also international, other people, let's say on the African continent, they would know more about my story. And um, I believe that we can get the ball rolling from that. And again, I I just want to say I want this organization to take the lead rather than just sitting back and just, um, you know, just complaining about the situation. We want to take the lead and work with um, single black mothers that's or single black fathers that, you know, want to utilize our programs and services because this is the whole purpose of this organization being created is for them and their families. Okay. We're going to encourage them and we'll teach them too about, you know, about their getting a passport and all that stuff, as well as we want to buy property over there on the, uh, in the African continent in, in 10 different countries. But, um, we definitely want to connect with, you know, uh, people that's over there on the on the continent. So that way, it could be a smooth transition for those that's going to transfer from here in the United States to go over to the motherland. Okay. And we're not just going there just just to just to leave America. We want to make sure we bring our. Um, that's how come I want to have quality um, people on my team because I want to bring the best. So we want to help improve the African economy. We're not just going there just to leave America. We want to go there to help build up, you know, the African uh, economy, uh, provide uh, jobs for uh, our people that's, that's, you know, need to, um, that's unemployed, that needs, you know, uh, to feed their families and things like that. Yes. And share our knowledge. Yes, and share our knowledge. But we want to screen against people that's, 
um, you know, that's criminally uh, intent, you know, people that want to harm that and that goes for people within our own racial group, you know, so I, I, I have to screen people. Again, this is a Christian business It's open to other people It's open to secular people, but uh, we don't want to connect with uh, criminals, you know, that that's going to try to tear down the business or want to um, just be in there just to you know, just get free things or just want to freeload and things like that because everybody's going to be accountable for making the organization um, effective. Okay. Okay. And how will your organization help those that are criminally, uh, how could I put it, the ones that are on the worst side, like the murderers and killers, is there anything that your organization offers for those people? All we can do is just pray for those people, you know, because we can't help everybody. Okay. We can't help everybody. Uh, we will help those that, let's say, um, we will offer a second chance program for ex-offenders for nonviolent crimes. But the ones that, you know, um, serial killers and those that murder people and things like that, um, all we can do is just pray for those persons. Okay. We can't help everybody. So, you know, is there other organizations out there for those type of persons? Yes. We're looking for people that's, um, law-abiding citizens, people that's, you know, trying to, um, that have ambitions in life and things like that. And that's trying to succeed. Now, uh, petty drug dealers and stuff like that, if they didn't kill anyone, we're welcome to bring those persons in, teach them, um, um, you know, a trade, or if we have a job opening, we'll hire them within within the business. But again, this is going to be a membership business, so that way we don't have to waste time trying to, like what I've been doing, um, just, you know, reaching out to people that's, don't care. I want to connect with people that do care, that's like-minded. Okay. That's who I'm trying to reach. And most of all, I want to reach out to our middle-class black professionals that have the talents and skills to make this organization effective and successful. Okay. And not just um, black Americans, but again, you know, um, I would say uh, blacks uh, throughout the African di diaspora. You know, from the Caribbeans, from Europe, Canada, Africa. So, you know, it's open. Okay. But we, I want to start it. I want to start it here in my own city. Just, you know, trying to keep it, you know, uh, local first before we, you know, start the ball rolling to other cities throughout the United States. You know. Okay. And again, sorry, I do want to stress this again with our um with the political component, that's going to be separate from our uh, nonprofits. So that's going to be under our for-profit because, you know, uh, that's the law. That's how the financial elites, you know, try to stay in control too. You know, they don't want you to um, be too powerful to compete against their um, political system because it's been Democrats and Republicans, you know, since, you know, slavery, but yet they're the ones that, really run both of those parties, the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party. It's controlled by the financial elite. So uh, through our um, for-profit business, we're going to have um, politi 
political education to teach, um, you know, our members about everything about being political. And if we have some quality um, candidates that want to run for uh, public office, we're going to push them. Okay. But only for local, you know, elections. Okay. You have about five minutes. You're you're free to talk about your organization or whatever you wish uh, during this time. Oh. oh, great, great, great. Well, um, all I'm asking uh, your listeners to do is to, I don't ask for any donations. All I ask people to do is just to read my story or be open-minded. So you could... Uh, you can uh, purchase my book. It's available on Amazon.com. The title of the book is called The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America, Second Edition. It's available as an ebook for $9.99, and it's also available as a softcover book for $15 plus shipping and handling. So I'm asking all your um, listeners out there to to uh, please support me by uh, purchasing my book and read my story. If you agree with what I'm trying to do to help um, improve our inner cities here in the United in the United States, uh, please uh, make yourself known to me. I provide all my contact information in the book. Okay. Yeah. And I'm grateful to have this opportunity to, you know, to be on your show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you. All right. Well, I I don't have anything else to say. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm done. Okay. All right. Thank you for being. Is there on. anything? Is, is there anything else you would like to ask me? Uh, that was all. I appreciate you being on the show and just uh, sharing your insight. And you're always welcome to come I, back I anytime you like. I hope I was able to um, come across, you know, um, sharing with, you know, your listeners about how to deal with. Father, as we get ready to go into this Holy Sabbath, Lord, we thank you. We praise you, God. We praise your holy name. Lord Jesus, we just want to give you thanks, God. We want to give you thanks for your love and mercy. God, we want to worship you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we praise you right now, God. We give you all the glory and the praise, Father. Look down upon everyone, God, in the hospitals, in the facilities, Father. Take care of the ones, Father, who are weak in their minds, Lord. Bless those that are poor right now, God. Oh, God, pour out your spirit, God, on your people. I pray right now, God. Blessed are those, Lord Jesus, Father, who need you right now, Father. Rain down a blessing on your people. 
pray, God, Jesus, that you would look down upon everyone, Father, who may listen to this podcast. Father, bless your people, oh, Lord. Thank you, God, Jesus, Father. Oh, Lord, bless your people, men, women, and children, oh, God. Look down upon everybody worldwide, Father, eliminating people's color and their gender, sexual orientation, disability. Father, right now, we just need a blessing. We need you to just look down upon us, oh, Lord. God, we need your spirit. Oh, Father, we need your spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Have mercy, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, God. Stir up their spirits, Lord. Stir up the spirits, God. Hallelujah. Oh, mercy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, God, thank you. My prayer, God, is that you will heal all people, Lord. You will look down, God. Hallelujah. Rain down your blessings, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, have mercy. Oh, let your light, oh, Lord, be upon those tonight, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Father, we cry out to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God Almighty. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Blessed be thy name, O Lord. Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Oh, Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, Indiana. And that's not cool, because over there in Germany, you know, they, they locked those uh, Nazis up. But here, you know, the Ku Klux Klan is able to um, ride free. Yes, they are. So that's not right. I know, but I think it's all about power and control. It's been that way for many, many years, and I don't see it changing anytime soon unless people stand up and actually expect a change. But I don't see too many people coming forward to try to change that type of agenda. And that's true, but then... You know, like that shooter that was in Texas, you know, now every he, he didn't just kill uh, Mexicans, he also killed some whites too, so everybody is affected now. I know. 
you know, you can't even go out in public, you know, a public arena without worrying about being shut down. And, that and it's so not sad. even in the inner cities. Yes, that's yeah, it's not even, Yes. I mean, you have children now that are afraid to go to school because of the mass yes. shootings that are taking place. My children included. Yes. So. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Very. All right, well, thank you for letting me um, voice my opinion.